basically in a nutshell, your life will bring me glory. And I, at that moment, I remember being like, okay, like it's that simple. Like my life, whether in a chair or not in a chair, like if I get up one day, great. But my life story will be to bring God glory and to share it with people. Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friend, guess what? I'm working on a new coaching program to help you overwhelmed, stressed out, and burned out mamas become mentally and emotionally well through God's word. Are you tired of waiting on life to slow down so you can start living? Are you tired of searching for more? What if you could start living intentionally right now and stop searching? That's exactly what I'll show you through my unique method for leaning into and applying God's word to your life so you become well through the word. It's the only way for mental and emotional wholeness. If you're ready to commit 40 days to grow deeper in your faith, well through the word is for you. Get on the wait list now to save $200, but hurry. This is a limited time offer with limited space because I want to keep this coaching experience an intimate one. We start August 23rd, so snag that early bird special when you join the waitlist today at wellnessandtheword.com. Well, hey everyone, it's Ryan. Welcome to Wellness and the Word. I'm so excited to have you here today with us. I have a special guest with me today. Megan Dejarnet is here to share her testimony, and I'm very honored to have you, Megan. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So will you just tell us a little bit about you? Yes. Well, you know, it's always a loaded question when people are like, tell us your story. And I'm like, <laughs> but just a little bit about me. Um, I am 32 years old. I grew up on the West Coast, but now I live um, in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, I'm a mom of two boys, um, married my high school sweetheart back in Arizona um, 10 years ago now. And I'm an entrepreneur. I've grew up in a Christian home, but I always say that um, I was around five when I really understood that, you know, I wanted Jesus part of my life um, and had a cool encounter with him when I was about 15. That really changed me forever. And yeah, I mean, we're just doing the everyday thing, mom life, um, small business life you know, ministry, all the good stuff. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's awesome. Well, you already shared a lot about you that I'm excited to learn more about. I think it's so cool that at five years old, you were kind of ready to welcome Jesus into your life and already knew what that meant. So that's pretty, pretty special and awesome. So another loaded question, cause you could go a lot of places with this, but where does your story begin? Well, I think like every story, you got to take it back to the beginning. Um, and so 
I was actually born, um, and this is a very obviously pivotal part of my story, but I was born with a neuromuscular disease. And so for the listeners who can't see me, I live every day in an electric wheelchair. I've never walked a day in my life and I've been in a chair since I was four years old. And so, um, and being raised, you know, in a Christian home, being raised in a home that believed in miracles, obviously, um, I think that's where probably my first, you know, big questions to God came from is, you know, and never really in a pity way, but in a, you know, why me or what does this mean? Or is healing for me or, um, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, just to kind of give perspective for listeners, um, I, I have spinal muscular atrophy type two and, um, how it affects my everyday living is I pretty much need help with everything. I need help combing my hair or taking a shower or using the restroom, prepping meals, um, everything. Um, and so, uh, you know, that can pose as an issue, obviously when you want to be independent and all those kinds of things, but I've learned how to do it, um, in unique ways, because I was always raised to believe that God had a special plan for my life and called me to greater and bigger things. And so I could never let my disability be something that held me back. Um, but I knew I had to use that as kind of my own personal launching pad and as my own testimony to the world that God could use anybody. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's kind of where it begins. Um, I think a, a big turning point for me um, is, well, I, th I think we'll get into that later. I think kind of the next part of my story after, you know, the birth and understanding and, and my parents going through, you know, receiving a diagnosis that they had known nothing about. Um, I'm actually one of four siblings and I have an older brother, Ryan, who um, does not have um, SMA at all. And then it was myself. And then um, four years later, my parents had my younger brother, Austin, who started showing the same um, signs as I did. And so he had the same condition as me. And then um, a few years later, my parents had our youngest sister, Caitlin. And Caitlin, um, she always walked, um, but she started to show signs of some different muscle weakness. And we later found out that she had a different form of what we had. So I think a lot of my perspective on life and, you know, everything really started with how my parents took on these challenges because no parents expecting to ever have kids with differences or disabilities, or I can't say no one, but my parents did not expect that. And now they're facing, you know, two kids in wheelchairs and one daughter with um, different weaknesses. And so, but they always, always brought it back to, we can still live a full life. And I'm so grateful for that because I can honestly say that I've met people in the disability community who didn't have that example. And they've lived very just, I don't want to say shallow because it makes it sound like their fault, but just restricted, very restricted lives. And so I'm blessed that I had parents that forced me to get out there and forced me to do things and um, make friends and, you know, be who I was, you yes. know, with a disability. So, yeah. Wow. That is absolutely incredible. And I, I was thinking that too, for your parents, like that they still, encouraged you and, you know, pushed you to thrive and to not let it hold you back. Because I think that for a lot of people, it might feel like, man, we're just kind of stuck here now. Right. And we, 
we are limited and your parents didn't keep you restricted in that way. And that is really, truly a blessing. So how did your parents parenting, how does that play out in your own parenting? And I'm just kind of curious, just in general parenting for you with your disability, how, how does all that work for you? Yeah. Well, we have a very, um, unique and multifaceted life because, um, I did, I, when, when we got married, you know, my husband and I had a desire to become parents and we didn't know what that was going to look like. And so we saw doctors and we, we were settled in our heart that like, whatever way that had to happen, we were okay. Whether it was adoption or, or whatever, we knew we were wanted to be parents. Um, but the doctors gave us the green light. And so I got pregnant and I had our first child. Um, and obviously parenting for me was going to look very different. We had to be creative on the simple things of, you know, who was going to be the helping hands and, you know, what, uh, it looked like for me to carry physically carry him in my arms, things like that. But on top of that, um, our oldest son, um, was born prematurely and nothing related to my disease, but ended up receiving a diagnosis of his own. And so our son has special needs. And so that was, you know, a whole new a whole new ball game for us. But again, I think I, I'm just so grateful and, and you know, glean back on what my parents taught us. And um, I think a lot of our parenting does come from, you know, what we were taught. Yeah. Um, and that was truly to look at the child as an individual and what are his giftings? What are, you know, where does he shine? You know, how can Jesus use him and, um, and push him and encourage him in that? And so, um, our oldest son Bronx, um, he's seven now and he's the most incredible little boy in the world. Um, he loves worship. He loves people. He's super funny. Um, and so, yeah. And so he's just, he's amazing. Um, and then 20 months later, we found out that we were pregnant with our second child (laughs) and, um, um, well, not found out we were pregnant. We had him 20 months later. We found out at his one year, our oldest son, one year's birthday. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're super close. Very close together, um, but it's so fun. Um, and then again, like having another son and it's like, you know, every parent out there will tell you every child is so different and you don't realize that until you have two kids because you think you got it down and then your next <laughs> kid's going to give you unfair money or something, you know, exactly. and shy. Um, Shy is our second child and he is amazing and he's fun and loud and wild and he's our, our boy that keeps us going. So, um, but again, you know, both for both of them, I think, I think the challenge is the same, whether, you know, our child has a disability or not. And that is pulling out those things in them that, that we know were God placed and, um, and encouraging you know, the big dreams and all that kind of stuff, just like my parents did with me. So that's beautiful. I love that. It's it. I totally agree. We definitely will parent in, in kind of response to how we were parented, right? Either like, we're going to kind of do the same things. We're going to be like, Hey, I don't want to do what my parents did, but yeah, it definitely shapes us. So that's really cool. And there's definitely things, obviously like every family that I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah, we're, we're learning from generation to generation. We're all learning. So um, parenting is one of the best gifts ever. I mean, it's one of the hardest, most challenging, but also one of the greatest. And I'm just so thankful that I got to have that opportunity, um, you know, even with a disability. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty remarkable and really cool. And just that you guys were still 
willing to, you know, go through the hard stuff and kind of figure it out, even though you did have a disability, you didn't let that hold you back and say, well, I can't, I can't have kids. You, you still had that desire in your heart. So that's really cool. So I'm curious to hear about what the turning point in your relationship with God was, because I think you mentioned it about when you were 15 and you kind of had an encounter with God. So will you tell us about that? Yeah. So I remember, like I said, I grew up in the church and I grew up in a very involved church and, you know, we did the family camps and the youth camps and the kid camps and, you know, the midweek services and, and our family was pretty involved. And so I knew God, I knew Jesus, I knew the Holy Spirit. I just, um, you know, I think there's a, a turning point in everyone's life where it's like you, you hear from God yourself and you make it like, wow, that changed my life. And I remember I'd gone to youth group that night. I was 15 years old and I think it happened to fall on like a Valentine's weekend or something. And so they preached this whole sermon on the love of God. And I was just like, God, I just want to know it's like that you're real. And I just remember feeling this overwhelming presence of him and comforting and all of this. But I, I remember going home and I opened up my Bible and, you know, you're in high school and you're kind of at that turning point of like half of my friends were going this direction, which I like knew I was not going to go down, but they're still my friends. And, you know, and the other half are, were kind of all in the same boat of trying to figure this walk with God out. Right. But I remember saying, okay, God, like, I have to look at my life circumstance and I just want to know why, like, I, I'm not even asking for you to like necessarily change it, but I want to know why, why me? And like, what is my role in this world? And he so clearly like told me to open the Bible. Like at this point, no, I do not have the Bible memorized. I'm not like some memorizing scripture guru, but I remember he was very clear to go open the Bible and acts and, um, Oh, he gave me, he brought me to a couple actually, but, but one that I, I will never forget. It was a lame man and the lame man was asking the question. He said, did my parents sin? Is this why? And God said, no, um, it is not because of your parents. It is. And he said, you're basically in a nutshell, your life will bring me glory. And I, at that moment, I remember being like, okay, like, it's that simple. Like my life, whether in a chair or not in a chair. Like if I get up one day, great, but my life story will be to bring God glory and to share it with people. And to the point of like, I remember feeling this like huge urge of like, I'm going to be sharing my story with people. And so for my next year in high school, we had to sign up for electives and I signed up for public speaking and I hate public speaking. Like, <laughs> I hate it with a passion. Like I cry, like I get super like nervous. You can like hear it in my voice. And I was like, but I need to get good at this because God's going to be putting me out there on a, not necessarily a platform, but like, he's going to be forcing me to, to share or not forcing me, but that's what I'm supposed to do. Like I just knew it. And so I signed up for the class. And I feel like even that act of obedience was like showing God, like, yes, like I'll say yes to what you're calling me to do. And so um, yeah, I, I remember signing up for the class and we're just kind of feeling like, okay, I'm in preparation for this. And I didn't know what that looked like. And there were little opportunities here and there where I get to speak at like a women's conference or I'd get to speak at a youth group or whatever. Um, but just two years ago now, God birthed an idea in my heart. And that's where I was like, oh, and mind you, that was probably 15 years later. Wow. And 
yes, all along the way, there were things that I was like, oh, this is it. I'm living in God's like, well, and like reminded back to that time, but like, I'm now getting to see what that looks like. And he had me um, write a children's book and start a brand and do all this stuff and share things on social media. And it's starting to just kind of take off into its own thing. And it's really all about sharing and encouraging others and um, giving people hope, you know, parents that get diagnosed or people that are living with a disability, um, showing them like, whatever your dreams are, you can do it, you know? So yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest turning point. I mean, I have lots of cool God stories, but I I will never forget that one for sure. Yeah. Wow. I had like full body, holy goosebumps (laughs) when you were saying that scripture and just, you know, that message from God, you were, and you were like, okay, like I get it. I understand. And I have chills now. I'm like, oh, that's so amazing. I love, I love that you asked him like, God show me. And I think that's so important because sometimes we're kind of just like living and like, uh, maybe God, are you real? Or God, are you there? Or God, do you care? But we don't ask him. We, we need to be yeah. bold sometimes and just be like, God, are you there? Are you real? Are you listening to me? But also we kind of have to be really active in that and, and be in our Bible. Right. And like listening to his little nudges. So I just love that that he gave you that, that sweet little yeah. message. Wow. Yeah. So cool. And I think it's, it's cool because, you know, we, we hear like God's word is living and, um, you know, and yes, it was written how many years ago, but it's relevant today, but it's like, I think it's such a cool example of like, he will meet you where you're at. Like, like, no, that scripture wasn't written to me, but you know, like at the same time it was, you know, it, he, he used it to, to give me something to hold on to for the rest of my life, no matter what circumstance I'm going through, I can say, okay, but God said, like, my life will be to bring God glory and to basically show the light to the world. Right. So yes, yeah. exactly. I love that. I love that you said that he did, it wasn't written to you, but yes, it still speaks into your life. And like, I think it was written to you. Like the Bible yeah. is right. It's for us. And, mm-hmm. and it's such a gift. That's so cool. I love that. So how have you changed in the past five years, Megan? Oh man. Okay. If I reflect on the past five years, I would say it's been a huge walk of faith. And I think it's primarily because of two kind of life altering things that have happened within the last actually four years. Um, One of those was moving cross country was a huge walk of faith because Um, We were living, like I said, we were living back in Arizona, um, my husband and I, and our two kids, they were two and three at the time. And like I've shared, you know, being in a wheelchair, I um, need a lot of assistance. And back in Arizona, we had our full support system. All of our family lived there, Jake's family, my family. Um, We had help at home, all of it. And we really felt like God was telling us it was time to move. And as anyone who's moved knows, like moving is a lot, you know, lining up jobs and finding a place to live and finding new churches, like just everything. But then on top of that, um, we had the unique situation of myself and my kids. And so it was one of those where we just kind of had to like jump and just be like, okay, God, like we're going to do it. Are you going to catch us? And like, we knew he would. And 
Um, it took a few years, honestly, of just like finding our rhythm and building that community and, um, and all that. And now my family lives here. <laughs> they all moved. It's been oh, a couple of years. Really? That's so yeah. nice. <laughs> my parents moved here and my sister moved here. And, um, but I can say that, that those first two years when we left um, our hometown, it was really challenging. And it's one of those that makes you go, oh my gosh, did we hear God right? But my husband and I kind of had this just idea of if we're trying our best to be obedient. And I would encourage anyone in this, like, if you feel like the Lord's calling you to something like, no, it might not just be written on the wall, plain sight and takes an act of faith and that's okay. And you could be wrong, but I think your obedience, God cares more about that. That like, even if you thought you heard and you did, you went on a limb and did something, but you were incorrect. I think he would rather you do that in trying to be obedient than just not move. Right. Okay. And so kind of, we kind of had that idea of like, let's just try and God's going to honor like our obedience. If we honor, you know, this nudge that we feel. And so we did, and it's definitely been the right move and it's been amazing. Um, so that was the one turning point. And the other is, um, I shared that I, my brother is in a wheelchair as well. And, um, two and a half years ago, my brother passed away very unexpectedly and, that was a huge life altering change. Like he was, you know, 25 years old and it was not expected as an accident. And because of that, that really shakes your faith because, you know, we were all believing and we were all contending that he was going to make it on this side. And he didn't, he went home to be at Jesus. And I think that's a really hard thing as even a believer, even someone who has faith and I, I hundred thousand million percent believe he's in heaven, but it's still super hard. Um, and so that's been a walk of faith of trusting the Lord and, and all the things that come with grief and all the things, you know, fear and doubt and all the different things that come when you're walking through something heavy and hard. Um, but that walk of faith has brought our family closer. It's brought it's forced me to lean into Jesus because I have no idea why, or, you know, all those questions arose again. And, um, but yeah, so I would say these last five years have been a huge walk of faith, but at the same time have been super rewarding because we've challenged our walk and we've got to see God show up in ways that I don't think we would have if we didn't walk through those experiences. Yeah, definitely. Wow. That is, that is too, I think of the biggest life changes that you can experience and then just, you know, so close together. So sorry about your brother. That is, I think one of my greatest fears is, you know, losing your parents, losing a sibling. And like you said, even as a believer, even though, you know, and you believe that you're going to see them like on this side of heaven, it's so hard. And just all of the stages of grief that you still walk through, even as a believer, but thank God you have, you have your faith and you can push towards Jesus. Right. in in that grief, I honestly, like, I remember the months, you know, especially like right close to the accident, just thinking like, I don't know how people do it that don't have God. Like, cause I feel like I'm barely doing it and I do have God and he graced through it. Like, I remember feeling this, like these just 
yeah, I don't, I don't know how people do it without it. So it's, it's definitely the most important part of my life. Absolutely. I agree. So Megan, I know we could talk all day. I just, I'm loving hearing your story and learning more about you. So thank you so much for sharing your story and your testimony and just the beautiful way that God has worked in your life, even through the hard stuff. So will you tell everyone more about your brand, more about your children's book and where they can connect with you? Yeah, definitely. So again, like in a super, super quick nutshell, the Lord gave me this idea um, and it kind of birthed out of questions that my children had. Um, And I wrote a children's book called No Such Thing as Normal. Um, And under that, we basically talk about how everybody's unique, everybody's different, um, and everyone has great purpose within their life. So you can find us under our brand, which is called nosuchthing.co. You can find us on all social media platforms. Um, Our book is one of just my favorite tools to, to use, I mean, for children, for adults, there's questions in the back of the book that help teach about inclusion and differences and acceptance and friendship. Um, but yeah. That is so fun. I can't wait to get your book, Megan, and share that with my kids. Cause I think it's really important to have those conversations and just, I love that. No such thing as normal. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Yes. It's been a pleasure. Hey friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Megan. I really enjoyed learning more about her and her mission in the world. And I just think it's so beautiful that God really will use all of us to bring him glory if we let him. So today I wanted to celebrate something big in my own life and in this podcast and also give away Megan's book in the process because I think her book is so beautiful and so important that I really want this message to get out into more hands. So today is my 100th episode and I wanted to do a giveaway of Megan's book in celebration of that. So if you want to participate and be entered to win Megan's book, No Such Thing as Normal, all you need to do is either leave me a review over on Apple iTunes and send me a screenshot of it either on social media or through my email. Or you can also share this podcast on your social media and tag me in it. And those will both enter you into the giveaway. You can do both or you can do one or the other. So I would really appreciate that. And that will enter you into the giveaway. So thank you so much. Thank you for your continued support. And I am just so honored to be celebrating 100 episodes with you. What a joy it is to be on here speaking with you each week and talking about God and his beautiful word. So thank you, thank you, thank you again, and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Lana Send the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye!